Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. But right now we're going to talk NFL Draft, and of course uh, the first round on Thursday. And we're pleased to be joined by Sam Ekstrom from Purple Insider. Sam, good to visit with you. Good to visit with you too, Steve. Um, all the, the speculation and the rumor mill, it all comes to fruition tomorrow night. Yeah, and you know, I, w- I wanted to go off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater on the move to Denver. Carolina gets a six-round pick. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of Viking fans that still care about Teddy Bridgewater and uh, really like Teddy and what he's been through in his career. Did a pretty good job in New Orleans, ends up in Carolina, and now he's on the move again in Denver. Yeah, he's kind of become a journeyman, Steve. He hasn't really found a clear fit yet, and he was given a good chance in Carolina last year. And uh, it went okay, but I think you, you would probably consider him a you know, bottom 15 quarterback last year. He he didn't necessarily lead them to great heights. And now I think he probably is a bridge quarterback in Denver. I wouldn't say the Broncos are committing long-term to him in this move, um, obviously giving up just a six-round pick. And it wouldn't surprise me if Denver got a quarterback tomorrow night at number nine. I think they're still very much in the mix for that. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater does offer, you know, plenty of charisma. I think he's a very, you know, careful quarterback, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. That's somebody that you like to have in the organization. And he's surrounded by a bunch of good pass catchers there. Um, Cortland Sutton's going to be back next year. K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, the big tight end. So there's some serious talent along with, um, uh, you know, Mike Boone, the, the former Viking, who's probably going to play a pretty big role in that running game as well. So I like, uh, I like the playmakers on that Denver team, and we'll see what Teddy can do with that uh, with that around him. Yeah, and uh, you, you bring up quarterback, and, and going into this draft, we'll talk big picture first before we get into the purple and, and what they may do on draft days one, two, and three. Uh, they, they've got a lot of picks late in the draft. But uh, quarterback heavy, there'd be a lot of quarterbacks going uh, early on Thursday night. Yeah, one, two, three. I mean, that, that's pretty much set in stone. We, we know that it's going to go Lawrence, number one. Uh, Zach Wilson, probably 99%, number two at this point. And then that, the big mystery is number three. We know it's going to be a quarterback. We know the 49ers made the big trade to move up. And we've heard speculation on all of them. Uh, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan has not tipped his hand. Um, we, we don't know exactly who it's going to be. Personally, I think it's going to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance. The Mac Jones hype has 
confused me for a while. I just don't feel like he's the type of quarterback you make a massive move up for, uh, especially with Fields and Lance kind of in the mix as well. So I think Jones would be the one to fall. Um, but to be honest with you, Steve, I don't think the Vikings get a whiff at number 14 of any of those guys. I, I feel like um, if, if they get into the teams even, or the double digits, 10, 11, 12, that would even be surprising to me because there's so many teams that could conceivably use a, a quarterback, like even the Lions who have Jared Goff. I still think they'll be looking for a future option as well to sort of sit on the bench for a year or two. Um, and even Denver, like I mentioned, they might be in the mix yeah. at number nine. Atlanta, they're rumored to take Kyle Pitts, but they, they need a quarterback as well for when Matt Ryan decides to, to hang it up or they move on from him. Bunch of quarterback needy teams. Unless the Vikings can you know make a huge move um, and give up future picks to trade up, I don't see any way that they're able to get one of those QBs. Yeah, and, and for the Vikings to, to make that move right now doesn't make a lot of sense because uh, for the next couple of years, for sure, they're logged into Kirk Cousins. Yeah, for sure, and, and at a pretty big number, too. And I, yeah. think, I think a lot of people would say, well, you, you've got to get a quarterback at some point if you are not going to keep Kirk Cousins around for the long term. And I think most people would agree that um, this is a prove-it year for Kirk Cousins, that it, he would need to win probably double-digit games and win at least one playoff game to sort of ensure himself a future with this team. And, uh, you know, it, the Vikings could conceivably move on in two years, and it wouldn't hurt to have somebody to kind of learn behind the scenes behind Kirk Cousins. And if, if somebody falls in your lap at number 14, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Vikings made that move. Um, I, I think you always need to be looking to upgrade at the position, and people will argue whether Kirk Cousins is the answer or not. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's an elite quarterback. And if you can find someone who has a chance to be that and get you closer to a Super Bowl, I think you try to take that gamble. I just don't think you give up a bunch of assets, um, future first-round picks, to acquire someone in this draft this year because you have Kirk Cousins, who is going to give you, I think, a pretty solid you know, baseline level of play. And he's been durable. I mean, that's one thing you, you can say, whether you're a Kirk Cousins fan or not, um, he, he has been durable. And you got to give the guy credit. Uh, there, there is value in durability. There, there is. And, you know, what, what the Vikings have sort of shown in this offseason is they're not all that concerned about even the backup position because they haven't signed um, Sean Mannion back to the team. The only other quarterbacks on the roster right now are Jake Browning and Nate Stanley. So either that tells you the Vikings are indeed primed to take someone high in the draft or they're content to snag maybe a fourth or fifth round quarterback, somebody who can be developmental, and they'll just let the young kids kind of battle it out for that backup job. Um, or, of course, they could still sign Sean Mannion later on to a, to a cheap deal in free agency. But they haven't had a lot of urgency to fill that backup role, and I think they have security in that. Because Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. Uh, he, he plays every game every year. And, you know, that's to his credit. He is always on the field and he's never given anyone else a chance to kind of do what he did filling in for Robert Griffin III about, you know, seven years ago in Washington. 
Sam Ekstrom joining us here on Late Night. Steve in for Henry here on News Talk, K3LWCCO. Sam works for Purple Insider. And uh, big day tomorrow, first round of the NFL draft. Uh, before we get into the Vikings and needs and how they may go uh, on Thursday and, and beyond, uh, l- let's talk about some of the other positions that have a lot of depth in this draft. We, we've already talked quarterback. A lot of quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. What other positions stand out as being really deep where there's a lot of talent in, in you know, rounds one, two, and three? Where, where these guys, when you pick these guys, they need to step in and play. Yeah, I think just like last year, I think receiver is going to produce a lot of studs, especially yep. in the first round. Um, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Gophers guy Rashad Bateman. I mean, that, that's a pretty formidable top four receivers, I would say. Uh, you get a little later into the first round, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore. Um, they're both very good as well. Deami Brown is going to be an awesome player in the second round, I think. And then you get down into the third, and you've got, you know, Jalen Darden, Josh Palmer, um, maybe a little deeper, you know, um, you got um, Kay Johnson from South Dakota State. I, I like a lot of the receivers in this draft, and I think there's going to be a ton of talent, and, and teams are going to be really happy with those picks. We could see four wide receivers go off the board in the first 15. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Wow. Um, and then I, I think it's probably pretty well distributed with you know, three or four edge rushers in that first round. We're going to see three or four offensive linemen. This is a really deep tackle class in particular. Um, obviously, the, the Vikings targets have, have kind of revolved around Rashawn Slater, Christian Derrissaw, um, Elijah Vera Tucker, who can play tackle and guard. Um, but if the Vikings don't take a tackle in the first round, and I, I don't think it's a guarantee, Rick Spielman hinted strongly that if they can get someone else who's really good in the first round, he believes there will be good players available on day two. And I tend to agree with them. I've, I've looked at a lot of these prospects between, like, picks 40 and 60 and, and 60 and 80, and I think there are starters there. I mean, you've got some super polished guys like Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame and Brady Christensen at BYU, Samuel Cosme, who's, who's probably a high second-round pick. I mean, all these guys were multi-year starters. They're crazy athletic. I don't know if I've ever seen – so many 40-yard dash times below five seconds for these offensive linemen. I mean, wow. they're all moving these days, and that's exactly what the Vikings like. They, they want those super mobile, super felt, um, you know, trim offensive linemen who are going to really run and, and, you know, get out to the second level. So I, I do think that there are candidates for the Vikings to fill important spots on day two. It's just going to require some patience for the fan base if they have to wait you know, Thursday night and sort of sleep on the reality of, well, we still don't have a tackle. We still don't have any guards because um, the Vikings have kind of made a bed where they are lacking, in, you know, starters on that offensive line. And Spielman believes that they, those spots can be filled on day two if it comes to that. Yeah, and that will be really interesting because you get the sense that they they may go D in round number one, and people shouldn't be surprised that they they get that edge rusher you talked about. And 
once again, we have no idea. Rick Spielman's never going to tip his hand in advance of the draft. Um, I, I always kind of get a kick out of those pre-draft press conferences because he's obviously not going to tell anybody anything. But in reality, no one should be surprised if they pick up an edge rusher with that first-round pick on Thursday. Yeah, here's the interesting thing. Just the the way the board is going to fall, you're going to see a bunch of receivers and a bunch of quarterbacks. Right. You're going to see uh, Kyle Pitts for the tight end go early. I mean, the the first ten to twelve picks are going to be primarily those those two positions, and then one tight end mixed in there. There's a possibility the Vikings could have their choice of any edge rusher at number fourteen. It would not surprise me if none have gone off the board. Because all of them have a little bit of a red flag. I'm Quiddy Pay from Michigan, a little bit undersized. You know, he's only six two. He's not the kind of you know lengthy, lanky uh, prospect that a lot of teams are looking for. Um, you know, Jason Owe from Penn State. He didn't have a sack last year. He's an athletic freak, but he didn't have a lot of production. Um, Aziz Ojolari, kind of kind of undersized as well. So uh, Jalen Phillips, who who might be the most talented of the bunch from Miami, he's got a pretty rough injury history. He's got concussions in his past, and at one point he retired. Even though he had a really productive year last year, I think teams are going to be kind of you know wary of his status. So none of them come without some, some red flags, but you could get your pick of the litter. And if the Vikings feel pretty confident about any of those guys at number 14, they might get their choice. And I think the same could be said for cornerback. Now, you might say, well, hey, Zimmer takes a cornerback every year. Why are we doing this again? Right. And, and that would be a pick for the future. I mean, 2021, you're pretty well set with Peterson, Alexander, Dantzler, Mike Hughes. We don't know about Jeff Gladney's status right. because of his off-the-field off issues right now. But three of those guys are in contract years. I mean, there's no guarantee that Mike Hughes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Patrick Peterson return. The cupboard could be bare in 2022. And I think if it's not the first round, you need to find a, a cornerback pretty pretty soon who can you know be a future impact player in 2022 and beyond. All right, Sam, before we run out of time, how are they going to go? Uh, just position. We, we don't need a name. We don't need a guy. Just position. And then, then I'll give you my pick. Uh, you know, we're not going to hold anybody to anything, but what's your prediction? How do the Vikings go position-wise in round one? I, I think they'll make the obvious pick, and I think they'll go tackle. I, I really do. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't think they're all going to be gone. I think they will have um, one of the top three available to them. And, uh, and I think they're all fairly good. So I, I'm, I'm going to... Put it in Spielman's hands to, to do what the fans want. I, no no <laughs> franchise gets more excited about a good tackle pick, I think, in early in the draft because these fans are so tired of subpar offensive lines. Um, I'm going to go tackle, and I'm curious if you agree. You know, I, I want to think that, but I still have in the back of my mind they're going to go edge rusher. I, I just think that uh, – in a way, Mike Zimmer was was embarrassed by the play of the defense, particularly late in the year. That's well documented. I think he really wants to beef it up, and I feel like they think they can address it later in the draft and with other moves. I I just 
I'd like to see tackle. I'd love to agree with you, but I think they I think they're going to go D line. I think they're going to go edge rush. Yeah. Well, and and here's why that does make some sense, Steve. We don't know all the information about Daniel Hunter. A with right. his injury status, and B with his contract status. If the team is genuinely concerned. They might know more than we do, and they might feel a lot of urgency to fill that need. So I, I can't disagree with you. There, there's certainly some merit to that. And even if they do have Daniel Hunter, um, their current starter on the other side is Stephen Weatherly, which which isn't phenomenal. So I think they could still upgrade the other spot too. All right, Sam. Always good to visit with you. Uh, uh, great coverage, Purple Insider Sam Angstrom. Good enough to join us. Thanks. Thank you, Steve. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.